Welcome to the Freedom Nation Podcast with Jeff Kickel. On this show, Jeff shares his expertise in financial and retirement planning from a different perspective. Planning for your Freedom Day, which is the first day that you wake up and have enough income or assets and do not have to go to work that day. Learn how to calculate what you need, how to generate income sources, and listen to interviews from others who've done it themselves. Get ready to experience your own Freedom Day. Hello, Freedom Nation. It's Jeff here once again with another episode of the Freedom Nation podcast. In today's show, I have Manoj Agarwal on. He is an expert in artificial intelligence, and he's got a really interesting story of how he got from India to Canada and worked with, you know, went from working in a factory to being a sought-after consultant helping implement artificial intelligence. So, Manoj, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. Glad to have you on. I'm looking forward to uh, hearing your story again. So let's uh, let's kick us off. Why don't you tell the folks about our your story and how you got to where you're at today? Yeah, sure. But as you said, you know, I I grew up in India, and you know, most people can recognize the accent. I grew up in a small town, and I, there were very limited opportunities. This uh, we are talking about 30 years ago, and India was uh, still a developing country, and being in a small town in a developing country, you don't get a lot of opportunities. So I, 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 you know, my career started at 15 working in a factory. And one one evening or afternoon, I was going through some business magazines, reading success stories of these tycoons who made, you know, empires starting from nothing. And yeah. I think that that was the seed of a very powerful inspiration because I started thinking, okay, you know, if these people can change their life, like what is wrong with me? Why can't I mm. change my life? Yeah. And, uh, you know, at, at that time, obviously, you know, you don't uh, actually know what actually happened, what changed in your mind, but it started creating some thoughts in my mind that, okay, you know, I need to acquire a high value skill so that okay. I can create more value in the, in the, in the world. And that led me to learning about software and technology and computers and it was it was not easy for me to acquire all that knowledge uh, you know even the the computer course i enrolled in the the fee was more than what i used to make in a year so you know it it used to be like it took took me a couple of years to get that and th- and then it turned out like once i got in i was really good at it i enjoyed it you know i was spending countless nights just programming and hmm. building value and so that was the start of my career and then came over to Canada. This was the dot-com boom time uh, around mm-hmm. 1998, 99. I got sure. a job quickly, but then uh, dot-com bust happened, September 11th happened, then Gulf War started. So I, during that period, you know, I lost three or four jobs within two years. So I was like, okay, you know, this job security thing doesn't work. It doesn't matter whether you're in North America or any other country. So, which led me to start my consulting company. I said, okay, you know, if I'm going to be like uncertain, my might as well start my company and start helping more clients. So, I'll be uncertain, but I'll be in control of my life at least. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah. So, so you know, that was a like a, a good a blessing in disguise. I started right. working with multiple clients and helped many startups build their technology. And then I started uh, working with Fortune 500 clients. So I worked right. with Microsoft, 
peers in education, we built systems which scaled globally. Like it generated hundreds of billions, uh, sorry, hundreds of millions in revenue per yeah. year. And, you know, going from startups, working with these Fortune 500s, I, I saw the gamut of like, you know, how business uh, works, a uh, digital business in, in this economy. Mm-hmm. So I started getting deeper into technology, artificial intelligence, blockchain. All of these things were really good. But then I was having a lot of problems at home with my ex-spouse and, you know, my relationship with my kids, with my parents. So all of these personal challenges uh, made me depressed. And I, I almost became suicidal at one point. Mm-hmm. And that was a wake up call for me. I was like, you know, okay, you know, what am I doing with my life? Like all this professional success is not going to lead to any, any fulfillment if I, if I'm not happy. So which led me to like meditation and learning about my own mind and how our reality is affected by, by ourselves. And so as I was unpacking our human mind, our psychology, I was also understanding the impact of AI. And not yeah. only AI in a in a sense of, okay, you know, what can AI do to help business or automate things, but also how does the human mind get affected by AI and, and vice versa? Because if we see around us, our lives are controlled by the information we consume. And the information we consume on a daily basis, starting from social media to even like, you know, the podcasts we are recommended or videos we watch online or, uh, you know, advertisements that we are shown – Everything is actually controlled by AI. So when you start to put all these pieces together, you know, you start to think, oh, you know, AI is not just a technology. It's a way of, it's, it's almost like a way of life. It's almost like a foundation of a society, almost like the internet now, right? Yeah. So, uh, so when I started noticing all this, then I started thinking, you know, okay, so AI is causing a lot of anxiety in people, a lot of stress in people. And I was one of the victims of that. And so, when you think about any technology, it, technology itself is never harmful. You know, it's never uh, you know nefarious in in itself. But the humans who use it, they use it for nefarious purposes, maybe knowingly, unknowingly. So I said, okay, you know, AI is a powerful technology that can help shape our thoughts. So why can't we use the same technology to help open up people's minds and you know hmm. help them see what is what is the potential they have in their life, help them reach some meditative states. Because another thing that happened was like meditation saved my life. When I, when I talk to people about meditation, they're like, oh, I don't have time. You know, I, my head, my mind is not still enough. So I was like, okay, then you should meditate even more, but yes. I know that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you know? So then, you know, having done research on AI and all that, I also came across methods on how AI can be used to get you to experience a meditative state yeah. almost. And then so all of these things combined now is is my work now, you know, using AI because, you know, helping people open up their mind at an individual level can also be scaled at an organizational level, business level, community level. So what we do is, what we now do is in our company, we use all this knowledge and help people really leverage the full power of AI because I see people are just scratching the surface of AI right now, just write, using it to write you know, content. But if you go deeper, it can actually impact how we think, how we take action in the world, how we serve people. Uh, a, a lot of these, like, these very, very deep and profound 
implications of AI is what we implement for businesses. That's wonderful. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I think to me, this is intriguing. I mean, yeah, I, I, I look back and I feel like I'm an implementer of AI, but the reality is I haven't even been involved with it for more than a year at this Please. point. You know, I feel like the world has changed massively in such a short period of time. I mean, what do you see? I, I already love where you're going with this, but what, you know, where do you see AI fitting into the world going forward? You know, if we fast forward, let's say five years, because it's moving so fast. Yeah. See, yeah. I'll give you an example. Five years is a long time, as you said. Uh, first, let's uh, uh, address that. So AI is going to be as instrumental and essential as fire or electricity. Hmm. Okay. So let me repeat that again. If you can imagine your life without fire or electricity or any activity that you do in your life, then you can imagine your life without AI. That is how hmm. profound this technology is. Regarding the time frame, so AI is estimated it is going to add about $10 trillion to the world economy by 2030. Mm. Okay, so the current world economy yearly output is $96 trillion. Mm -hmm. So more than 10% of the total world's wealth is going to be added by AI in the next seven years. And so this has happened before as well, like technology moves so fast. So I'll give you an example of that. In 1995, it was the first time I logged on to the internet. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. And in 1998, three years later, if I did not have an email address, I could really? not apply for an entry level job. <laughs> right. I, I totally. Yeah. I, I'm in the same world. We we must be pretty close in age because I, you know my. I started to work or I started working for Fidelity Investments in 1995, same as you. And I remember, I mean, we had just literally like two months before I got there, they had set up the first web page at fidelity.com. And I mean, it was horrible. It was just like a one pager where, you know, you would click to like a PDF document or something like that. And you know, I mean, within five years, yeah, we were we were doing financial plans online. And I mean, it just massively changed so quickly. Yeah. yeah. So that's where we are. But the only difference this time around is it's 10, 10 or 10, maybe like a magnitude times faster and more impactful than the internet now because uh -huh. what it, what it will do is it, you know human human civilization and and capitalist societies are based on our cognitive abilities how fast we can think and come up with solutions uh -huh. but the now with ai you cannot compete the cognitive level you cannot th think fast enough or you know accurate enough like uh, yeah. Einstein, Einstein, I, I believe, had an IQ of 170. Today, AI has IQ of 1,000. Yeah. So you cannot you cannot compete with that. So so that's where we are going because it will start to break down our reliance on our cognitive ability and force us to you know empathize with other people and and sort of listen to other people to understand what they need and then use AI to solve those problems. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, too, as I, I, I guess, you know, from a relational standpoint, I'm actually taking a course through MIT, and it's heavily math-focused, you know, and so there were some concepts I just wasn't getting 
you know, and I would go back and I'd watch and I'd watch and I'd watch the videos and it just wasn't I, coming around to me. And it was interesting because I posed the the answer, I posed a question to ChatGPT. And I was like, okay, here, here's, here's the question I'm being asked to help me find the answer. Well, it quite frankly was a better teacher than, mm. than the, the class that I was getting it from because not only did it doesn't just give you the answer, it gave a very detailed and expletive answer of, okay, well, this is why, and this is it, and here's all the steps and everything else. So it, it's interesting how it can learn and it can, you know, it can be a really good teacher. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So there you go. You can see in that narrative that you shared with me, how AI was able to enhance your mind. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so if you if you do that at a scale, at, at a societal level, and it can teach you new skills, imagine the impact it can have. Right? Sure. Well, and, yeah. and the fact that it has the ability to look at every piece of information that's ever existed on this exactly. planet. You know? So when yeah, you yeah. compare that to a professor who... Yes, they are an expert in their area, but they don't have the ability to access everything in the world and come up with, you know, with an answer or come up with an explanation of why that you would do it this way. Uh, so it's intriguing to me. I, I think, you know, from my own world, I see how things have changed. I mean, I, you know, initially used it very much as a content creation tool, and I've seen how it's expanded my world even more and how different ways I could use it. So, you know, I use it now when I'm making real estate decisions and things along those lines to say, okay, well, here's, you know, here's three different options. Here's the details of them. You know, what should the decision process or, or you know, think through the decision process with me? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's just so amazing because there are only a handful of people like you who... I mean, the, you are you belong to a category of innovators, and there are only two to three percent of the human population that dive into these new concepts. Because there, let let's face it, there is so much fear and confusion about AI out there, right? Uh, it takes a lot of uh, how can I say, almost a lot of courage to get over all that misinformation and say, okay, you know, I'm gonna try it. So what mm. you are doing is 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 fantastic, like using it to your advantage. And and reaping the benefits of that, I wish more people were doing that. In fact, that is that is one of the reasons why I go on these podcasts to, yeah, tell people don't give in to the fear. Yeah. If you know, use it. Don't yeah, don't. People complained about machines and you know the luddites in England in the the you know seventeen hundreds and and early eighteen hundreds that you know thought factory machines were going to get rid of the working class. No, it just yeah. made it easier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, easier and safer for them to do a lot of the stuff that they were doing. And it was much more productive. Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, I, I think in the world of the mind, I see AI being, you know, a mind enhancer in a lot of cases. But, you know, the, the other part that I've learned with it is it doesn't always have the right answer. So you really, you know, people think that, oh, well, I can just put the, and, you know, I put the question in and it'll answer the question. It doesn't always have the right answer. So you better have an idea of where you're going with it. And does that answer look right, you know, when you're when you're asking a question of it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I tell people again, uh, you know, uh, AI is such a powerful thing. 
imagine if you come across a, a, a wise a professor who has yeah. you know multiple phd's and he, he or she can answer any of your questions what will you ask them you know yeah. uh, that's that's what how you need to see chat gpt and ai as being this wise person but if you ask a wrong question you'll get the wrong answer yeah yeah, interesting. Well, now, you know, here's the other, I, I always love the conspiracy theorists that, you know, have theorized that, well, the reason that it gives certain answers is because it was programmed a certain way. I, I think they, they are missing the boat in a lot of cases because, it, yes, it was programmed a certain way, but it learns on its own and, and it learns yeah. the world around it. So, yes, it might not have been programmed that way, but it will eventually learn and it will eventually analyze, correct? Well, you know, this is a very interesting question. Yes and no, because people okay. say it was uh, programmed certain way and it should be bias free and it should not have any, you know, like any preferences, anything like that. But the end of the, at the end of the day, anything that we do in our life as humans is going to be biased because humans are biased. You know, we cannot we cannot help but being biased because we like familiarity. We like to feel comfortable uh, in uh, situations with people and all that. So when AI collects the data from the world, it is collecting that biased data because that is our yeah. human behavior, right? So it is, in a way, puristically speaking, it's not biased. But then once the model is ready, they have to add m some protective measures so that AI cannot be misused. I'll yeah. give you an example, okay? So I was talking to a very famous uh, film director just recently, and he was trying to write a script for a like a horror movie, like a, you know, some sort of a, like a, a thriller. And he was talking to AI about, okay, you know, how, how will Jack the Ripper, you know, murder somebody? You know, I want a script of that. And then AI said, you know, I cannot do that for you. Sorry, you know, yeah. you, and he, he was getting frustrated. Uh, why why <laughs> is it not doing that? So I was like, okay, if you think that it's, it's okay for AI to give you all these details, how about if somebody said, okay, help me build a nuclear bomb? And yeah. then he was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, oh, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you so, know? you know, that along those lines, though, I mean, do you feel like, there at this point in time that there does need to be some further curbs on it, you know, so that it doesn't get used in the wrong way going forward. I know there's been a lot of concern in the industry and some of the, the biggest minds in the industry have said along this lines. See, the thing is, anything that humans build will be misused. That's just the, the, just the fact, you know, that's just the fact. The thing is, of course, we need regulations. Of course, we need you know safeguards, and this is an evolving technology. No, no doubt, those will come into play. Yeah, but we also have to think about, you know, humanity has become the most powerful species on this planet because not because five percent of the people are bad and they use technology for bad purposes. But 95% of the people are good and they use technology for good purposes. And so no matter what 5% of the you know population does, we will always find a solution to fix that problem. So it doesn't it doesn't have to like you know, imagine a car can be used to, you know, run over people, or you yeah. can go and uh, get groceries and make your life easier. So 
that is not to say a car is a bad invention or cannot be you know used or whatever there has to be regulations rules all of that stuff and those are coming in uh, you know as we speak you know singapore has passed and legislation europe is working on the, on one us is working on one but apart from regulation we just need to know that you know humans as a species they use technology for good overall and 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 that's just the way it is yeah yeah well and i mean it the reality is it's it is becoming you know i think literally every marketing program that i have that i use in my business has brought in an ai component to it you know and it's I, I, in a lot of cases it's been an amazing enhancement you know when i'm sitting there facing a blank page it's nice to be able to put in some parameters and go boom you know okay now i've got something to work with and yes i'm probably still going to go in and edit that or whatever i actually did a course for Udemy on how to write a book using AI, you know, and it's once again, it's not something that I see. You can't just go in and say, hey, write a book about X, boom, and then go. It, it just, yeah, yeah, do yeah. It. I mean, it, it stops, yeah, it, yeah. it kind of stops and goes, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, fleshing out chapters or getting an outline, I find it to be exceptionally good at. So I, I just see the world being improved. And I agree with you. I think it is. It, I, I think when we look back five years from today, it's going to be a, a point of, you know, can you use fire? Can you? Get, yeah. Can you live Never. without fire? Can you live without an Internet connection at that point? You know, so I, I think it's totally different. So what, you know, in your world, what's really new that you're working on for the future, if you're willing to share? Well, you know, it's it's a very first step infancy of ai right now so okay. just like you mentioned you know fidelity had this ugly web page oh, yeah. uh, you know in 1995 that's where we are with ai right now right so what people are trying to figure out okay how do i use ai for my benefit how do i make more money how do i you know grow my business and those are the things where we are going into uh, uh, businesses medium sized large uh, large scale businesses and some small scale businesses like you know, you like yourself as well, where people are thinking forward and they're saying, okay, you know, I know AI is coming. It's like a tsunami that is approaching. How do I get ahead? And then what we do is we sit down with them and we say, okay, tell me what is the biggest problem or where is your the most of your time being consumed? Where is most of the money being, you know, uh, produced from? How do we now break it down and use AI to speed things up? So a couple of examples will be, you know, working with uh, one company and what they do is they provide human resources to their clients. So they have a team of about 200 and their goal is to double that within the next year or two. So then we said, okay, you know, where are they spending most of their time, these 200 people? And now we break it down and we start to shave off like, you know, okay, one minute here, two minutes here, you know, using AI. And now we are on track to double their capacity without hiring even a single more employee, right? So, so these are the kind of things that you can start doing, and then it's no different than start using internet for your business. Start using smartphone apps for your business. Yeah. Technology always enhances your capacity to do more, yeah. right? Yeah, and if you use it correctly, I think you know the other part of it is using it to eliminate those repetitive tasks that your employees yeah. are doing, 
that are not the best use of their time. You know, exactly. let's use that. Let's use it to do those repetitive tasks because it never yeah. gets bored. It doesn't ask for, you know, a raise because it's not, you know, being fulfilled or whatever. It's exactly, it can exactly. just keep doing those repetitive tasks over and over and over again, which is fantastic. Absolutely. And get so smarter over time. Yeah. I am. Uh, I'm super excited for the world coming up. I think you you've assuaged a lot of fears that people have about AI. And you know, like I said, I I think the most important thing. I, by my nature, I'm an experimenter. But you know, I think for people that haven't tried to use AI, I mean, it, it one everything that you have, whether it's Google or whether it's Chat GPT or whatever, I would say just start you know testing it. Yeah. experiment with it. That was a lot of what I did was just kind of experiment with it and see what it would do and see where the, you know, if you, if you don't, if you're not very explicit about what you want, it's going to give you not a really great answer. You know, I think one of the things I learned was I think, and this may be, I, I don't know if it's with other, you know, platforms like this, but chat GPT, especially I, I had to, you know, I have unique terminology in my business that I use that isn't, you know, this isn't terminology that's available in the world. It's my own take. It's my unique language that I use. And I actually had to have one specific chat where I built, I mean, it's probably several hundred thousand words at this point. And it, that's basically its resource field. When I ask a question or when I, when I'm trying to do something, it's all within that one chat because we've built that together. So, you know, I think mm. that was something that I experimented with and found because then every time I started a new chat, it was like it had never heard the stuff that I had done before. At yeah, that yeah, yeah. Fantastic. You know, I, I mean, these are the things, these are the things that when people start doing, you know, now you start to open up your mind, you start to see the possibilities. Well, and then your mind automatically starts to connect more dots. Now, okay, you know, where can I... Uh, where else can I use it? Where, well, you know, what else can I yeah. do with this, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I am just super excited and I thank you for coming on today to talk about that. So let's transition to the fast five questions. Mm -hmm. Sure. Ready? Yeah. All right. So first question, you wake up in the morning, business is gone. You have $500 in your pocket, a laptop computer, place to live. What are you going to do first? Well, I'll start reaching out to my network. Okay. Start asking them what kind of problems they are facing today and start giving them help to solve those problems without any expectations of uh, any money back. Because I know that if I provide enough value, you know, eventually it will convert into yeah. dollars into my account. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I think this is one of the more common answers to questions I get. It's a, it most often is I'm going to reach out to my network. And I think that's that's the important thing that people need to understand is you have a natural network. Even if you're not out there in business for yourself, you have a network of people that you know that yeah, you yeah, can yeah. reach out to and say, hey, you know, here's my situation. Here's what it is. You know, here's my situation. What, you know, what challenges are you facing or that you're seeing out in the world? And then how can I help you fix them? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. What is the biggest business mistake you've ever made? You know, the biggest business mistake, I believe business is all about people. And my biggest mistakes are my my hires that didn't work out. 
Okay. And I kept giving them more time because I get emotionally attached to them and I don't I don't want to, you know, sort of let them go. But at some point I should have realized, okay, you know, this is it's for their own good as well that we part ways sooner. That has been a painful lesson for sure. As as one of my guests, uh, I think it was a couple of years ago, put it, he goes, you know, you you if you can't have eagles if you hire turkeys. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no matter no matter what you think of them and how much you love them, it's just not going to work. And yeah, yeah. sometimes it's you know it's the best thing for both of you to say, you know what, you're not happy, I'm not happy. Let's let's figure out how to make you uh, make both of us happy. At yeah, this yeah, point. exactly. Yeah, yeah. What's a good book that you would recommend for our audience? So there's a book called Principles of Work and Life by Ray Dalio. So Ray Dalio is one of the uh, you know most successful hedge fund managers. And so his approach to building companies and even just humanity is fascinating. Like, you know, he, he basically has a concept of radical transparency mm-hmm. and he can call you out on your uh, weaknesses and strengths. And it, 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 it's, a, it's a radical approach. Uh, so read it. And I, I think it had a big impact on me. Uh, read it for yourself and then see how you can implement it in your life and business. I love it. What is a good tool that you use in your business every day that you might recommend for our audience? So, you know, we obviously we use ChatGPT. We use a right. bunch of other AI tools. Uh, I don't recommend. So, okay. So here is a situation. A lot of people ask me what tools do I use? We are a software company. So we build our own tools for ourselves. But when I recommend to people, okay, what can they use? I will say go with the most reliable, the most stable tools, which is ChatGPT. If you want to do something with video, with the, with the images, I use Midjourney or, uh, you know, even ChatGPT has Im- image proper uh, like uh, capabilities now. And other than that, if you're looking for something specific, go with some a company which is reputed because right now it's a wild, wild west of AI. There's going to be millions and millions of AI tools that you may find fascinating, but how long are they going to stick around for your business to rely on them? That is a yeah. question. So so think about going with larger, sort of more stable companies for now. But as things settle down, then you can start to venture into more sort of experimental, smaller tools. Well, yeah, especially if, if you've got majority of your the things that you're doing on that one main tool. Yeah, yeah. maybe there's some things that can enhance that or can tweak you know, whatever you have, because I've done that with a few, you know, where I might create an article on chat GPT and it wasn't, eh, it wasn't the greatest, but take that and then throw it into another tool that can actually massage it a little bit more and, you know, get it a little bit farther down the road to where I can personally edit it. Exactly. I like that idea. Last question. What is your definition of freedom? I think freedom is, you know, if, if you can do anything that you like, with the, anyone that you like at anywhere you like in your life, I think that's true freedom. And inherently, everybody is running after that. But I think what what happens is they think, oh, I need to make certain amount of money before I can do that. Yeah. But if they just flip that on their head and just say, okay, I'm going to do that regardless, whether I have money in the bank or not, it, it just ra- a radical shift happens because the money starts to f- yeah. follow you almost, you know? That's, you know, it's one of the principles of our Freedom Day method that we use is 
the the second step in the process is to actually build a bucket list and build that bucket list and then choose just two or three things on the bucket list and figure out a way to make the money to do those two or three things. And it's that little shift of not postponing the reward, but giving yourself the permission to have the reward, then figuring out how to get to it. You know, I think that's that's the way that, you know, you flip it on its head. So absolutely, I, I totally agree with you where you're going with that because it is, it's that mind shift. And I think it was the mind shift you made in your own personal life as well of saying, you know what, I'm not happy. I'm, you know, the things around me are not working. What do I have to do to shift those things around me so that the rest of my life works? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Good on you, man. Well, thank you so much for being on. I appreciate it. It was a wonderful conversation. I could talk for hours with you about this stuff. Thank you for your time and your help to our audience and, and advice to the audience. Absolutely. I'm, I'm glad to, to be of service. Well, folks, make sure wherever you're listening to this, watching this, that you subscribe to the channel. Love an upvote. If you like this show, hit, us, hit an upvote. Make sure you give us a comment too. Let us know that you're out there and what questions you have. And we do these shows twice a week for you, Tuesdays and Thursdays. So make sure that you are keeping track of this. Make sure you're subscribed. And we will see you guys back here the very next time. Thank you for listening to the Freedom Nation podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and all the major channels. Wherever you're listening, please subscribe to the channel and leave a rating and review. If you have friends and family that could benefit from their own Freedom Day, please share with them. Finally, join Freedom Nation by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.